Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. PwC's recent insolvency barometer highlighted an increased number of insolvencies over the past 12 months. And here to discuss the report is Ken Tyrrell, partner with PwC. Ken, let's start by taking the temperature on the general business sentiment right now. Hi, Carl. I think it's probably a resilience coming out of the pandemic. Um, I mean, everybody battled hard coming out of the pandemic and they've got through the last year quite well. But there's a, a certain anxiety and concern about the big things that everybody's talking about, inflation, energy and interest rates. So I think people have survived. They've done reasonably well, but there's an anxious anxiety there uh, looking for the year ahead. So as we look ahead at 2023 in terms of what it will bring for the business community, what are your expectations? Well, just kind of more broadly, I think it's a continuation of the themes from last year. It's how how much the energy is impacting the, the margin for a lot of businesses and how high the energy bills are. Uh, speaking to a lot of clients, I mean, everybody's doing energy audits. They're looking at their spend on energy and how they can kind of reduce that, particularly within the hospitality sector. And, and then it's just the inflation creeping in. Um, again, that's going to margin and profitability. So everybody's looking at the input costs um, on that and seeing if there is a little downward trend on that, which we're seeing at a macro level, will that translate to uh, businesses on the ground? The word recession has been on people's minds for the past 12 months at this stage. Are we moving further away from a recession being likely or closer to one? And if there is one, is it going to be short-lived or not, in your opinion? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting one. I, I have more people these days telling me there's going to be a recession. Um, it's kind of like the first um, point of any conversation. I mean, what we see from the economist projections and the OECD is they're projecting a mild recession for the larger economies, um, albeit Ireland might just miss miss that and be in a kind of a Goldilocks position where we can kind of trade through that. Um, I think there's a lot to happen in 2023, but at the moment that seems to be the consensus view that Ireland may just about miss it or there may be a mild recession, but I mean, that can change very quickly. So Ken, talk us through the key findings of PwC's latest insolvency barometer and how there's a noticeable change from last year. Yeah, so when we look back at 2022, there was 527 insolvencies. Um, just to put that in context, that is a near 40% increase from 2021, where there was 379. So we've seen a 40% increase year on year. Albeit this is at kind of historically low levels of insolvency. Um, the insolvency rate per 10,000 companies at the moment is running at 20. Um, but if you look back to 2012, at its peak was 109. And its long-term average over the last 20-odd years is about 53. So although we have increased 40% year-on-year, we're still running quite a bit below um, the long-term average. Um, The other bit is that we are seeing a trend of increasing insolvencies every quarter during 2022 was higher than the last, and that's the first time that's happened in a while. So we are seeing increases, albeit from a low base. So given the supports that were made available to businesses during the COVID pandemic, are insolvency rates just returning to the pre-pandemic level, or is there a greater and deeper problem afoot? So if we look at the 2019 pre-pandemic levels, it was around 850 insolvencies. And again, last year, we were only just over 500. So even now, they haven't returned to the pre-pandemic levels of insolvency. So there's a bit to go even just to return to that uh, pre-pandemic level. 
The, the, the bigger question is, um, if we enter kind of a more difficult time and there's a recession, how many businesses may get in trouble? Um, we did some research last year indicating 4,500 companies had been saved from insolvency due to the government pandemic supports that they put in place, which is a really good result. The central bank published a paper last year saying they estimate it's somewhere in the region 10,000 businesses will need some form of restructuring and liquidation. And then we see 70,000 businesses are still availing of the revenue debt warehousing, which has been moved back a year. So out of that cohort, um, I would see an increase in the general level of insolvency and restructuring over the next year or two. I see PwC is predicting somewhere around 1,000 business failures this year. From an economic perspective, what impact is that going to have? Yeah, so when we look back at last year, this is the first time we ever did it. I think anybody's done it in an Irish context. We tried to quantify the liabilities associated with the insolvencies and how much damage is left behind. So we quantified last year the liabilities associated with all those insolvencies um, amounted to about $1.8 So that was for 527 insolvencies. If we see the rate returning to maybe the pre-pandemic levels of 850 or if, if there's a kind of a bit deeper recession, it's more like a thousand. It could be a multiple of that. So we could be talking three, four, five billion in terms of the liabilities left behind by those insolvencies. And if you were to take those 1,000 business failures and look at it through job losses, what type of numbers are we looking at? So, so the context of last year is 99% of the 527 were SMEs. And what we're seeing on the ground is it's, it's a lot of small companies, even within the SME sector. So small businesses with 5, 10, 15, 20 employees, um, which is kind of similar to the businesses that are going through the SCARP restructuring process. So I think you've probably seen somewhere in the region of 15 to 20 jobs associated with most of those businesses. What we are finding, though, is because the uh, unemployment rate is still so low and there's plenty of employment, at the moment, most people who are losing their jobs are going into employment pretty quickly thereafter. So that's mitigating the kind of economic cost of the, of the, of the insolvencies because people can find work again quite quickly. Are there any particular sectors or industries that are projecting higher insolvency levels over others? Yeah, so over the past two years, it's not surprising that arts, entertainment and recreation and hospitality, um, along with health, they've been the kind of main sectors that have been higher than the others. We are seeing a little bit bit of a trend around the construction and real estate um, related activities. We've, we've seen this in the UK where that's picked up over the last 18 months and in the last quarter there we saw that picking up a bit. So we see a little bit more in that, um, albeit it, it is from a low base. So that that's it, it's trying not to read maybe too much into that, but they'd be the main sectors, the job intensive, hospitality, arts, entertainment and recreation and, and maybe construction and real estate in the year ahead. Looking at those projected failures this year, is there opportunities for entrepreneurs to keep an eye on what's happening in that space with a view to maybe going in and purchasing those businesses out of insolvency? Yeah, I think there's two sides to that. I I think there's always, like in a liquidation, there's always an opportunity maybe to uh, acquire some assets out of uh, of that. But really what you're trying to do is acquire the asset rather than just the fixed assets, get your hands on the business to keep people and, and see if there may be a way to work with the original promoters of the business more likely to happen through a SCAR process um, or an examinership where there, there may be a requirement for external capital to come in and support the existing uh, owners of that business. Um, to date, there hasn't been a huge amount of investment required in those SCARPs or examinership, but um, if, there, if the cost of debt does increase over the next uh, year or two, um, 
current business owners looking to restructure may need that type of external capital, be it from other entrepreneurs to get involved. And of course, with the introduction of SCARP, SMEs now have access to an examinership-like process at a much lower cost. But what impact is SCARP having on insolvencies today? So there's been 23 SCARP processes to date with um, about a 70% success rate. It's definitely proven to be a more viable alternative for small businesses to examinership. Um, The costs are much reduced on examinership. So it it is working that. Now, it is coming from a low number, uh, given those numbers I spoke about earlier, the 4,500 companies. There's plenty of scope for a lot more SCARPs and a lot more businesses should be looking at that in, in, in the year ahead. So we do see that increasing by quite an amount um, through this year. What percentage of them do you think could possibly go through the SCARP process? Well, if we look at the numbers from the last quarter, um, one in 10 of the insolvencies in Q4 were SCARP or examinership. So if you take that, it could be 10% or a little bit higher of that number for the year ahead. So if you, if you took that trend, and you continued it into the year ahead, you could be looking at a, a, a hundred uh, potential restructurings. There's a 70% success rate coming out of SCARP. That's much lower than the over 90% success rate coming out of examinership, isn't it? Yeah, traditionally, like, I mean, if you look at the long-term average, you're, you're absolutely right. It's about 90%, and um, it's probably a, a little bit higher bar to get into, and it's it's once you get into it, most of them get out. So, yeah, it's one of those. It's We're going to have a good look at it, through the, the next year and um, you, you, you kind of want to keep it at a rate where there's a very good chance of survival coming out of that so I think we'd, we'd like to see it at that rate um, if not picking up a little bit I, I, I think access to capital will be a big thing so to put the scheme together uh, in, in effect to pay a dividend to the creditors but also to kind of capitalise the business and ensure the business is well capitalised for growth and developing in the future um, it's not just enough to restructure the debt these, some of these businesses are going to need need fresh capital. And when you look at the 30% failure rate on SCARP, what have the reasons for this been? It'll generally come down to, um, it's a bit like examinership. You ultimately need to get an injection of cash to pay a dividend to the creditors and then, as I said, capitalise the business. So in the event that that money doesn't materialise, that's generally the reason why a scheme can't be put together and it's not presented to the, to the creditors. So um, if it gets to the stage where a scheme is presented to the creditors and the investment is there, the, the, the success rate will be very high. So it's generally about getting that uh, injection of cash to make those payments. And at a broader level then, how does the liquidation rate here in Ireland on a per capita basis compare to the UK? Yeah, so that's something we began tracking uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, sometimes we can look very inward, but this gave us some realistic comparison. So the UK over the last year has been, its insolvency rate per 10,000 companies has been approximately three times higher than Ireland. Um, that gap closed to about 2.4 um, in the last quarter. But um, the, the UK economy is facing a lot of obviously serious issues on the back of Brexit and other matters. And um, But it, it is certainly worth looking at that in terms of um, if we hit any kind of... Um, recession up next year we could see a pick up in that and that, that gap could close with the UK And for the tens of thousands of businesses that are still using the tax warehousing scheme and looking at the expiry of that next year what advice have you got for them? It, it's one of those people might park it for a year in their head and then it pops up um, and it's one of those like if, if, if there is an ability to start making payments into it 
Um, you, you certainly may not clear all of it, but it, it's certainly no harm to st- uh, start trying to clear it. I'm not sure. Some people are, are maybe hoping for an amnesty and it disappears. I'm, I'm, I can't see that happening. So I think like anything, uh, any debts, it's about starting some engagement with the revenue, see is there an installment arrangement, what will that look like? So I certainly don't think putting the head in the sand for a year and hoping it'll go away will be the solution. And finally, for any business that is struggling to pay its debts, what advice would you give them in relation to SCARP and examinership and the relevant costs associated with those? Well, the main thing is to talk to somebody early. I mean, talk to somebody who knows the process. Normally for a lot of businesses, that will be their accountant. Uh, Speak to their accountant. And you need good financial information. So you need to have a good outlook for the business. And normally at the moment, that's going to cash flow projections. So you need to know how your cash flow is going to look for the next three, six, nine months. Then if you think there's an issue with the historic debts and you won't be able to pay them, talk to your accountant, talk to somebody like ourselves who knows those processes. And you'll get advice on in terms of restructuring those. But the one thing I would say is, those processes will be very good at cleaning up a balance sheet, but there has to be a viable business underneath um, to come out to merge from those processes. And, and part of it will be assessing the viability of the business itself. And then if, if that's good, then doing the balance sheet restructuring via SCARP examinership is certainly an option. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ken Terrell, partner with PwC. And I'd like to thank Ken for sharing his insights with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.